Welcome, good people, to Book Circle Online. I'm Jason Squamata, and today we are going to be dissecting a strange and, I think, beautiful, though very dark, novel called Dead Stars by Bruce Wagner, who is semi-famous for his morbidly intellectual, savage satires of Hollywood culture. He has a film, uh, he has written a film called Maps to the Stars that will be coming out uh, soon, directed by David Cronenberg, starring Julianne Moore, Robert Pattinson, several other luminaries, and uh, it, uh, I believe it won the Palme d'Or at con did it really i think so or was at least at the very least in the running it was shown at a theater near con at the that's uh, it was italy but it's very close right yeah it was playing in the background of the wrath of con yeah (laughs) right which did win the pump i had a pun i had a pun i was gonna gonna unload it um and uh yes so uh uh and uh i am here with my uh cohorts who are mark savage pat janowski Christy Lovato. And I, once again, am Jason Squamata. And uh, please, step into the circle with us. Uh, Step into this uh, strange tapestry of Hollywood sleaze, um, uh, uh, celebrity, um, uh, cosmic ennui, cancer, desperation, feverish sex, porno. And Betty White. And Betty White, to boot. um, To booty bump, as it were. And Betty White's (laughs) booty. And Betty White's booty. And uh, sprawling, meth-fueled, deranged uh, hip-hop conspiracy theories. Uh, A go-go. We're talking about dead stars. This is Book Circle Online. Step into the circle. From the library of Maria Menounos, this is Book Circle Online, featuring in-depth discussion, insight, news, and commentary on all the world's leading book titles and their authors. And now, Book Circle Online. Okay, so we're back. Uh, uh, once again, I'm Jason Squamata. I'm here with my cohorts in the BCO team. And uh, Dead Stars by Bruce Wagner. Let's, uh, let's get some thoughts. Mark, how would you feel about it? Um, I'm still not exactly sure. I, I feel a bit unnerved. Like I've spent um, a couple of weeks just cycling through the Internet. Mm-hmm. Um, this amazing device at my hands and i'm not quite sure what to do with it mm-hmm. you know yeah. that that's what that's how i feel um and um it's tiring mm-hmm. my my heart's kind of bumping <laughs> a bit quicker but uh-huh. um yeah that's that's the metaphor the okay. the, the the endless facebook feed thing uh-huh. right and right. you keep looking back and it's um like opening the fridge to see if someone's done the shopping for you and there's nothing in there there's not, it's just the same stuff you left there uh-huh. and you keep looking that made me think of this and I don't know if it's a compliment to the author uh-huh. or if it's a criticism right right interesting yeah. okay Pat there you go yeah um, this this world is very familiar from you know BuzzFeed from what's that guy's name that draws the pictures on the things Paris Hilton. Oh, per- Paris Hilton. Paris Hilton. Yes. God. That shows my neophytism. Um, You're a phony, Janowski. <laughs> Exposed. I'm a phony. I'm a phony. 
I'm not. <clears throat> but really, who among us can tell the absolute difference between Perez Hilton and Paris? Hilton? Well, true enough. True enough. And to be a phony in you know your assessment of phonies makes you mm-hmm. authentic by default. Because two negatives make a positive. Precisely. If we're talking math, yeah. if we're talking life, not so much. Not so much. Actually, and I have to say. Um, the book was negative throughout. There were parts of it that I wanted more of. There were things that really I got so tired of hearing over and over and over and over and over again, mm-hmm. which, you know, satire is difficult because when you're satirizing something, you have to show it. And if it's so distasteful, gosh, it's a really difficult thing to do. I admire Bruce Wagner for taking on a Taking it on, I'm not sure whether he succeeded. That's what that's what I'll say. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Christy, let her rip. Y- yeah, um, <clears throat> I I probably could have lived my whole life without ever having read this book. <laughs> I've been fine. I could have read a lot less of this book and been fine. I think what you re- referred to as sprawling kind of felt like wallowing to me at times. That okay. there was. So much. The first 120 pages, the introduction of all the characters, just the encyclopedic, endless star fucking, I'll call it, just the endless, like, referential kind of, and and not to any point other than to categorically list, this is this character, these are this character's obsessions, this, here is this other character, here are their obsessions. It, it. It was tedious at times. Okay. So, and when it got past that part of introduction, do you feel like, I mean, once things were actually happening to these characters and they were starting to interweave a little bit, did, I mean, were you caught up at all in the narrative drive of it or did you feel like it was a wallow throughout? Yeah. I mean, I didn't feel like there was a narrative drive and forgive me for saying this, but I mean, I I feel like um, while the character sort of interwove, there was no, nothing moved forward. And the the points where things were actually occurring, I mean, we'll get into it later, but the points where things were actually occurring between characters got skipped over frequently. Mm. Um, Ricky's audition sequence and the, you know, the, the outcome of that, you know, was just sort of like, it's, you're just being thrown, things are being thrown at you and then you you get this afterthought like, you know, here's two weeks later and, he didn't, and here's five chapters about Ricky auditioning for this movie and here's two weeks later and he didn't get the part and everyone's on drugs and now they're doing porn it's right. you know it it just didn't feel narrative to me at all right well that aspect of it i mean i that that to me felt like an authentic uh reflection of the disparity between because i mean in this in this book all these different levels of hollywood culture are you know, are intersecting like levels of it that are actually made up of celebrities and movies getting made. And then all these sort of bottom feeders and people slithering through the cracks of this Hollywood world. And it seemed like that felt real to me that there would be this build up to Ricky's big chance. Ricky, this, you know, this messed up kid who has this dream of auditioning his way into uh, into this Michael Douglas Lawrence Fishburne uh, movie and he's all about it for you know like the first half of the book and he he's looking forward to this moment the moment comes it's stolen from it's like a blip in the life of the people who actually live in that world and um, and it's just it's taken from him abruptly and, and that's it's really sad yeah. because his 
personal narrative of, oh, I lived this. This is my life. This is why I'm going to get this part. This is why I'm destined to get this part doesn't come out because this other thing happens where Michael Douglas and um, Lawrence Fishburne walk in while right. he's doing the audition and he forgets to mention that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's a tiny little thing and it's effing tragic. Yeah. Or, or he forgot to mention it because he was so jacked up on prescription painkillers during the entire <laughs> everything. Well, yes, there's that as uh, well. Right. Um, yeah. Well, okay. So, um, so the the characters in this, the major characters, we have uh, we have we have Ricky, who uh, is um, a foster child. He's been in, uh, his foster parents are these affluent. Um, you know, sort of upper middle class uh, white lo- folks. White right? folks, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, then there's uh, his girlfriend, who's pregnant, Rihanna. Mm-hmm. Okay, formerly Geraldine. Geraldine, yeah. yes. And uh, whose uh, whose mother Jackie made a semi career for herself, uh, taking um, nude, uh, arty nude photographs of uh, of, of Geraldine later as a on. child. As a child. Mm-hmm. And uh, and her brother Jersey is uh, is the the snatcherato, if you will. Mm-hmm. Jeez, um. that whole concept was <laughs> high layer. Uh huh. Right. To yeah. me. Yeah. Photoshopping in the tampon string. Right. In order to show that whoever it was, Hailey Stanfield, or maybe uh, it was even someone younger than that. Ah. Right. She's a woman now. She's you know. Right. Just for the pleasure of his boss, because they're not legally allowed to publish them till they're eighteen. Is right. that the mm-hmm. right? Yeah, so he's essentially collecting child pornography for his boss to jack uh-huh. off to. Right. <laughs> well, who who talks about it in this? Um, he, like he elevates it to this almost religious thing. The search for for the uh, the crotch shot of right. the young starlet, or that even the that prepubescent starlet. That, yeah. Um. The the long section on that. Um. He. Which long section? Long, right, right. <laughs> the, the true. Well, this is another thing. The long sections. Um, this is a really long book. Mm. I'm, I'm always saying this. Books should be shorter. Um, but I, I think he's going for something with the, with the length of this and its repetition. Sometimes the repetition, is very repetitious. <laughs> right, right, and yeah, <clears throat> it's intentional, obviously, on Bruce Wagner's part. <clears throat> But does it work? Does it work? Yeah, there are times when when they're dwelling on events that we've already seen from another character's point of view, mm-hmm. and we're not necessarily getting anything that's that different, where it, it stumbled to me. Huh. Um, but there are points where it just kind of veers off into um, the obsessive territories. And all, every character does this at some point, where they kind of take a thought and run with it, where um, it goes down these rabbit holes that... Um, incredible and, and well, I, weird I, and they're some of the best parts well i feel right. like i mean usually when that's happening it's one of the characters who is completely addled you know by, yeah. by some substance yeah. and so mm-hmm. jersey is sort of you know methed out conspiracy he's most theories. commonly the one meth yeah. and something he, they keep yeah. mentioning Roxy's. all those things meth Roxy's. And Roxy's and yeah. heroin do we know and... what Roxy's are christy <laughs> why are you looking at me <laughs> sorry i think i peaked out laughing there that's okay um, 
Yeah. Do you know what Roxy's are? I, no, I don't. Okay. We can Google it. Well, it's such a morass of like different well, substances. It's, it's, that's a yeah. good point because yeah. it's a book where you could sit there with, with a laptop open yeah. to Google. What's true and what's not. Right. You could Google. We're talking about references. We're talking about um, there are so many puns based oh, around. God. Yeah. I mean, there's so much. There's a love of language here that's really yeah. incredible. Well, and that, a, the, that kind of that need to make a pun from everything. And. And we hear it with every character's voice, which sometimes yeah. is interesting. Like, what right. does Michael Douglas pun in the same way as a fifteen-year-old girl right. puns? But but there's something about that that's um, really interesting to me um, because I think my brain works in a way like that. I think a lot of us do that, where we someone will say something, right. we'll say the next thing because right. it sounds like a lyric from a song, and, yeah. and we need to sing well, the next line. It, it's written like that with uh -huh. this kind of. This e earworm kind of quality, where it's just da -da 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 -da. well, and, and it it, feel, it feels to me like everyone is annexing their whole this whole universe they're in into their own kind of jargon, mm -hmm. you know. So, yeah. Yeah. so that like Telma, who is um, at least at the beginning of the book, the youngest uh, ever um, breast like, cancer survivor, breast cancer survivor, Diagnosed her, at the age her, of her survivor, her survivor, which is a yeah. good example of yeah. the puns. Yeah, yeah. and uh, who's has had a double mastectomy, and she's twelve years old, and uh, who is very quickly displaced by a li little Canadian four-year-old who was diagnosed at the age of three. Yeah, and uh, Telma gets very upset about this showbiz being what it is, and um, yeah, so uh, it's so she annexes her experience breaks everything down into you know this this uh jargon of the the her survive the her what, what the can survivor can survivor can survivor cancer kids yes. everything starts with a k right 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 and um and then and of and jersey to me that like the kind of um the 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 meth language the way that i mean everyone else is punnings in a very specific way that seems germane to their world and their agenda, but his compulsive, like, you know, I mean, the, the language is just corrosive and eating mm -hmm. itself in right, the yeah, passages. Right. And I have to say, I didn't hate the book. Uh -huh. I, I felt like the, the redundancies for me Quote, did not work. Christy Lovato. It should be a blurb on the back <laughs> of Bruce Wagner's book, <laughs> um, Dead Stars. I didn't hate the book. Didn't hate it. Didn't Christy hate Lovato. It. What? Um, no, but with an H and an eight. For me, if you if you remove if you remove the redundancies because they did not work for me, you have this series of really beautiful, heartbreaking vignettes of these people. Some of them are very uncomfortable. Ricky's introduction is oh Jesus, the most, I almost put it down. Uh, yeah, it's very painful commentary on. Child pornography and the line between, like, that you know, the, the more extreme forms of pornography that everyone has access to, and the complete disregard for whether it's real or not, and the the rabid consumption of pornography that has a complete disregard for who you know he's obsessed with these like fake rape videos and is ruminating fake, over maybe fake, fake maybe, maybe fake maybe not doesn't matter and it doesn't matter to him no. and that's just that. Well, I think he. He, there's points where he that's a problem for him he's doing this very teenage thing of, yeah. of it's not a problem and then occasionally he thinks huh and well, then he he's, it it's really weird because he's a super sweet kid you know in yeah. Toto sure uh -huh. he commits all these whatever but the, the he's a really sweet guy and this pornography chapter it was just it, it 
You're yeah, talking about the chapter near the beginning when yeah. he's, yes. he's looking at pornography. Yeah. He's watching this, like, it's a fake rape video yeah. of a, of a, a schoolgirl and her pediatrician and waiting for her to do the flip. He's talking about the switch where, you know, they resist, 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 and then get into it. And he's waiting for that moment and it's not coming and it's not coming. And, and he's like, is this real? Yeah. Is she just resisting? Cause this mm-hmm. is a person. And yet he keeps going, right. which is an impulse we all have. I mean, seriously, all of these characters have things that we all, they're all sides right. of us. We all contain multitudes, right? Mm-hmm. But his, his tenderness about his adoptive perspective adoptive family and all this stuff Mm -hmm. it's in that chapter god it was really hard for me to finish well Mm -hmm. you know but i i think i mean all of these characters with the possible exception of tom tom who seems pretty consistently reptilian Mm -hmm. and just you know except i was i was totally captivated by tom oh she was fascinating yes but i I, was sad that she didn't go anywhere i kind of wanted her to be like this you know lantern in the wilderness person right. yeah and not in a good way necessarily just to go somewhere sure. yeah mm-hmm. well but, but anyway so go on I'm well sure. but but well but all these characters and i mean and she you know she's like sympathetic enough that we would want that for her mm-hmm. but like you know all these characters sort of have moments of sweetness in their different ways um but they're all basted in apocalypse i mean this is an end of the world book right I mean, yeah. this just this just feels like the most devastated, blown out, hopeless, empty world. As far world. as you can take it, yeah. yeah. And and like the only characters who can kind of you know just after they go through their stuff, they just kind of power on through. It's because their careers have advanced, or they have enough money where they're not actually yeah. they're they're not going to like fall backwards mm-hmm. into some you know into the clammy shark tank of the world that they live in. <laughs> right. The light, the shining light of this book is Michael Douglas. Yeah. Chaotic quest to, <laughs> to, to, make, remake. to remake all that jazz with himself. <laughs> I, and love, the Bob I love that. Role. I love, I love that, that too. Because the insight um, that when we hear this in Michael Douglas, Michael Douglas's voice, yeah. that that he he wants to be a genius like Bob Fosse. He yeah. wants to be this maverick, and he knows that he's not this maverick. He yeah. knows that um, in a, in a career, he's had a career where people love him, people might not love him, but but no one thinks he's He's genius. Everyone thinks he's solid. Right. Mm-hmm. He wants to right. be an artist. And right. yet, and he's kind of okay with that, but he's kind of not as well. Yeah. Um, and and how his at his level, the worries he's having as a seventy-year-old uh, Academy Award-winning successful man um, are fundamentally the same as the the fifteen-year-old girl <coughs> who wants to be a Kardashian. Right. Yeah, they're, they're filled with the same insecurities. Uh, yes, yeah. Everyone is insecure. Everyone is dissatisfied, and like what they're actually groping for, you know, with great futility, is um, you know varies depending on where they are in the food chain. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but the th- as as, I, as far as the thing with the porn <laughs> and the Ricky goes, mm-hmm. I in retrospect I love how that foreshadows our la- last moment with him, yeah. where after. <laughs> Rihanna, spoiler alert, Rihanna, his, uh, his confused, um, but very sweet and just sort of, you know, she's painfully stupid, painfully stupid. She's Um, actually the only super stupid person in the book. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, and she, uh, she gives birth to her child and and dies in childbirth and, uh, and Ricky, um, realizes in the midst of one of his, uh, drug frenzies that she, um, she uh, she went out to a uh, for a porno casting couch video and he's watching it and is tormented and sad and but just can't and, and can't help jerking off to it mm-hmm. yeah and uh, which and which is a real myth that sums up the whole book 
<laughs> there are moments that swamp, and that's one that some that kind of uh-huh. I would have that, to agree with you, Mark. That, that yeah. desolate, uh-huh. dirty, lonely, sad feeling uh-huh. that is also this kind of like quite like compulsive masturbation. That's that's not even born of. It's oh. not even um, excitement. It's just kind of dutiful in its uh-huh. way. So, Christy, you talked about redundancies. Uh-huh. If the book could lose them, which parts would you lose? If that is a question you can answer. Um, I, I felt like we could have gone without two or three of the uh, whole <laughs> puppet mather. Jersey's, Jersey's conspiracy Jersey's theories. Yeah. Conspiracy yeah. theories. We you liked that. A though. short history. Yeah, I could do with yeah. a, no- a little novella of that. <clears throat> but I also think um, the accumulation... It gets to the point where it's losing something, right? Mm-hmm. Right, and I mean, I think th- you know that like there's there's the first sort of breakdown. There's the sort of secretive revelatory speech to Jackie that he makes in the parking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, those I she I just felt wants like it to stop. Those I, okay, <laughs> I know you should go. You should but, go, and then he goes on for another three pages. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, I, it served to move the story forward a bit. Uh-huh. Um, what was his nickname for um, Harry? Harry around the middle. He had a hundred nicknames. He yeah. had a hundred yeah. nicknames for right. Harry around the middle. Some, some of his like his panty raving, <laughs> like that mm. that excessive. I mean, I just I felt like the parts that w- were the obsessive ramblings. Yeah. Which is again, I think, an artistic choice, mm-hmm. and I'm just not sure whether it really worked. I it was irritating. It was mm. irritating to read. Um, something, Mark, that you had mentioned to me when you were reading this mm-hmm. book a week or so ago, um, we were all talking about, they, they all have their own punny language, mm-hmm. every single one of them. Yeah. And you mentioned, wow, it's kind of like we don't have separate voices mm-hmm. right. while, while each of them has their lexicon and, Jersey is obsessed with the honey shot and Harry around the middle and um, um, the puppet Mathers. Um, And Tom Tom is, we don't get enough of her, but, um, you know, everyone's got their own things, but they're all kind of this clever, quick-talking pun people. Yeah. Even Geraldine slash... Rihanna slash not so many bolts that in the was chandelier. one of the early tediosities for me that's a, it's it's oh. and and you were saying are there enough is there enough differentiation between the voices right well um yes well I to me again that indicated just um, a a community of people brain damaged by by social media that they um, can't keep <clears throat> a thought so they always have to be yeah somewhat I mean I I um I mean, to me, the only person who wasn't doing that, um, Biggie. Uh, well, Biggie, yes, but love uh, Biggie. Well, but we and we get to Biggie through Bud Wiggins. Yeah, we and, don't really get right, his voice, true. do we? Not very much. There's a uh, little tiny bit. Mm-hmm. His and, obsession is his mother and the cave thing. And, well, but and the, but he's he's without the capacity to. Right, well, we never get his riff. interior dialogue. Right, I think you're right. And mm-hmm. um, and Bud Wiggins is Bruce Wagner. And Bud Wiggins mm-hmm. has appeared in every Bruce Wagner book. What? Okay. Yeah. I didn't know this. Oh, yeah. So, oh. Right. So, um, and the thing is, uh, I mean, I, I'm a big fan of Bruce Wagner, and I've read all his previous books. Mm-hmm. None of his other books are like this. They all have, they're all about Hollywood and celebrity culture. And, and they're the, not like this. How? Well, they, they don't have this, this wordplay thing. I mean, the language is rich and vibrant and alive, but there isn't the specific effect that we're oh, talking about. Okay. So, th- I mean, this is clearly like his. Intentional. D- yes, this is his intention. 
for this mm-hmm. book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but all of them are, you know, have, I mean, wildly different stories and different types of characters, but similar subject matter in the sense that it's looking at, um, it's a, it's a kind of like Dzogchen Buddhist, uh, desolate view of human consciousness in, in Hollywood. Right, but I felt like I was looking at the comment section without being able to help myself of every shitty news article that I accidentally clicked on oh. at times uh. while reading this. It's like... Geraldine is like the TMZ comment feed. Right. Well, no, yeah. I, I, but I, th- <laughs> and, there's, and there's, there are comments in the book, aren't there? There yeah. are right. sections right. like that where there are. Yeah. But it, I felt like that part of the point of the book is, is that the article is gone, the news is yeah. gone. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. You never Absolutely. get the original. And the news is frequently irrelevant. I mean, the news is frequently. No, it's just a, it's just another. It's like a starting point for the same people to have the same arguments about. Yeah, right. Conspiracy. Thomas' story is is case in point. It's like you don't really get her. You get references to her yeah. suffering, to what she went through, to her mother being there for her when she was going through treatment. Blah blah blah. But it's all about what's coming next. Uh-huh. And it's like I've got to be this person. I've and it's it's not the original. It's the comments section. That's a really mm-hmm. yeah. good observation. Yeah. Well, and I mean, I think part of what, and, and this is my sort of penchant for, I appreciate novels that that get where they're going. You know, oh, spit it out. <laughs> <laughs> there's no, there's no denouement here. There's All no of there, these there. people are, yeah. they have, they have a goal, they have an objective, they're sometimes being moved toward that objective no one gets where they're going like yeah. no, no one except, yeah. I mean, except for okay jackie a little comes full circle uh ricky kind of gets there by by the end he's banging Lawrence fishburne's daughter, daughter. Right. but and who well, when, I- but, but then vomits all over her. But oh, all of their objectives, all their proposed destinations are like narcissistic, vapid, and, and like ultimately extrinsic to their characters. Yes. Like where Rihanna gets where she's going. Well, she gets dead. Right. <laughs> like all these characters, everything that they do is an evasion of death. Like all these characters are pretending they're not going to die. God, Jersey? Yeah. I'm so worried about him. <laughs> no, I'm not. I really no. hope he gets there. Well, no, here's the thing. He, he becomes so detestable. Right. Um, and he wasn't at the beginning. He kind of was. It's like he was a victim of that whole thing with his mom and the deal. But he just feeds it. And uh-huh. he grows himself into this monster by the end. But it was just it was horrible to watch. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. So sorry. Jackie's interesting yeah. because Jackie um, has – at the beginning has artistic ambitions which have been somewhat thwarted. Her career, maybe 10 or 15 years ago, looked to be on the up. Now it's not. Right. And and she seems to come to the point where um, with with um, with her daughter's death, she comes to p- the point where she doesn't want a career anymore. Right. And she that's se- when things start happening. And then things her. start to happen. Right. Yeah. And, and she seems to be on the train again mm-hmm. as, as if... As if you know what? What's the re- what's the revelation? Is the revelation that that the career is just um, something she doesn't need, or right. or is that just a false a false realization? And then as soon as Steve Martin phones her, she's ready for it again. Well, cause um, she because she intentionally 
evades it until he phones her. She says no, right. no, no, no to the woman. And then, it, and then right. but she's not just proposing that she goes to the dinner that he like, wants. <sighs> she said, "Yeah, I'll bring some. I'll bring some photos. I'll bring these ones." This is it. But I want my own exhibition. Um, which, right. which, and I find that very human as well. That, that you know, you you tell yourself my career's not working, so you tell yourself I didn't want a career anyway. Right. And then there's a possibility that the career you dreamed of could happen, right. and you jump on it. Right. And that, I, that was so sad. I mean, because she jumped she, on it, but she's she manipulated she that. manipulated oh, that yeah but 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 do you not sympathize with all of that that process she's gone through i mean well, kind of I well i mean in, initially oh. she's trying to capture <laughs> she's she's capturing these like devastated broken down like you know these these dying towns and she's capturing her own life and she's you know she gets she gets the speech who is it that gives her the speech Helmut Newton. Helmut yeah. Newton. Yes, gives her, her mentor, speech, Helmut right? Newton. Yes. Yes. That she needs controversy. And, and he goes, he has his own little rhapsodic sort of speech about. It's not about mm-hmm. the work, it's about the publicity. Right. And about vaginas. He, he has, a, he has a speech about yeah. vaginas. Yeah. Um, but, you know, and then her work turns into that, and she's trying to capture, she she's trying to capture that, that controversy. And keeps falling short of it. Well, because, you know, it's sort of disingenuous. I mean, like, the right. like she falls ass backwards into the kind of, like, chalk field of, like, of, of where, mm-hmm. of, of the work that she's doing. Take, and she doesn't capitalize right. on it as uh, brilliantly as he wants Well, to and it's the first time that she feels, and, when, you know, the pictures of dead children thing, it's the first time that she feels like her work has any meaning. And she develops integrity about it and is protective of it until Steve Martin comes. Kind right. of. I, I think she's waiting. I think she's like a spider. And she's yeah. sitting there waiting for the big <coughs> fish to mix metaphors to come along and land in her net. Wow. That's a big Slash uh-huh. web. Right. Um, because she's, as far as we hear in her internal monologue, she's like, no. I'd, actually, it wasn't internal. We only hear the conversation she has with the like broker woman, the woman oh. in San Francisco mm-hmm. whose right. photograph she took or something. And she's like, Nope, absolutely not. Nope, absolutely not. Right. Nope, absolutely not. So well, when Steve d- Martin calls the celebrity to me, who snubbed her, to me it's disingenuous. She has been pl- waiting, huh. and this is not like now. I it's my integrity. For me, it's like I've landed the big fish, so now I'm going to let it go. I I don't. I'm so much more sympathetic I to am. her than I, that. I'm, I'm, I yeah. found like that at what point when you've had 15 years of near failure, do you think that there are going to be all these big fishes coming along? You know. Why does she wait? Why doesn't she? Because she actually, you can take her at her word, maybe, yeah. that she does, maybe. she's not sure if this is going to work. Well, well, right right sure. up until the point before the book starts, she is, um, she's just trying to make a life for her kids at this point. She's not working on her career. She's she's just trying to pay the bills. Mm-hmm. She's trying to take care of Rihanna. She's Gerilyn. She's, you know, she's taking a job at Sears in the portrait studio, you know, and I, I, yeah, I find her her story is one of the hardest ones because she has two children who, and she says this herself. She feels like she's failed as a mother. She uh-huh. has two children who have got themselves into ver- different predicaments, and and they feel she's they feel as a yeah. Mother. And that that there's a horrible part in the middle of the book when she um, kind of fantasizes about this future where she's on cruises, oh, where God. she's giving blowjobs to Jesus. old men who the wear the men who wear captains' yeah. hats yeah. on cruises and who make <laughs> certain kind of jokes. And I and that that's a, that's the that was one of the saddest parts yeah. of the book for right. me. 
That's an ambition for you, Jason. No, I, that's all, that's all I, I hope for. I know. I'll buy you the captain hat. That would be awesome. Oh, I thought I was. I would no, be, no I'm not going to. No. I would be taking Mm-mm. care of the I have captain. two kids, but okay. no. <laughs> um, well, who knows, right? I, I, you can wear the captain's <clears throat> hat this week. Oh, okay. Well, okay. Now, I feel like, okay, for, in a way, like, okay, Jackie is very is sympathetic to me. I, You know, I, I feel like she's, she's trying. Is it because I, we can understand her impulse? As an artist, in yeah. a way that we can't necessarily understand, say, Rihanna's impulse to want to be a Kardashian. Right. Well, I, I mean, I, I get that too. That's just, yeah. like, that's just who you but do are. We, when do you're we drunk think? And do we think that? You just want to, do we think I, that has I've less? I've never wanted to be a Kardashian. <laughs> Me neither. Uh-huh. But do we think that that has less well, integrity okay, than the, wanting to be an artist? But the thing I that's, do that's want the question. Have, have you been at a party with Kardashians? No. When you go to a party with Have Kardashians, have you, Jason? Yes. Tell us, please. Tell us your experience. I don't want to, but. But I, but I will. You, but reluctantly. Like, wait, like for wait, one were shining. They all, were they all there? Uh, what, no, just uh, two of them. The mom and and. Uh, well, Ken, I don't even Ken think Kendall. it counts unless it's a full set. Well, Kendall is Kendall even a Kardashian? Yes. Well, she's a Jenner, but she counts anyway. Like the thing is, I'm telling you, and <laughs> the, and I know you know what like I know you have integrity. I know you know whatever but, that means. Yeah. Whatever that means, mm-hmm. but like that for I I can guarantee there'll be one shining ugly moment in the midst of that where you like. Like I, I could do with more of this. I'm the star fucker. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. I, I, I think, think that I think the book gets into some of that. Oh, stuff. very much yeah. so. And that's what I think is the ultimate turn with Jackie. That I, I believe in her integrity. I think, like in the kind of tapestry, like the resounding note of desolation. Again, the apocalypse speaks in when. Okay, I've come to this piece. I've gone through all this. I'm finally here with my work, and I believe in my work, and I don't want to sully it, and this is important, and it has nothing to do with my career. Oh, but Steve Martin? Mm-hmm. Oh, Steve Martin called. Steve Martin is Who calling. Who snubbed us. He, yes, and, but he's also from Mount Olympus, not Mount Olympus. Uh, right. right. And th- yeah. there's also this – I mean, I also think there's a hierarchy of, of credibility, whereas if, if – if a Kardashian had called her, right. she might have felt differently. Yeah. But Steve Martin is is, yeah. is not only a list, but he's he's long time a list, and he's he's completely inside the circle. Well, and yeah. she's from a generation that is not so debased and basted in in like the filth of of a modern world that is schizophrenic and insane. Like yeah. her children aspire to Kardashianhood, she aspires to genteel, quasi intellectual. Right. Steve but that's Martin what's right. interesting to me. I am I... a wild and crazy guy. <laughs> yes, Martin, genteel. But, but I'm also super smart. Right. Everybody. And funky, yeah, he's, and he... I'm a painter. I'm just and... I'm just yeah. pointing but, out the but, irony. But, but, but that's what's Indeed. interesting. Yeah. To me, if you if you you could rewrite this book and replace the, all of the contemporary references with classic Hollywood figures, I agree. Uh-huh. if if Kim I Kardashian agree. was was Lana Turner, right. we might think it was a different book. And right. I think a lot of people who um, I've to- told people I'm reading this, they say, "What's what's it about?" And I'll say, and I'll tell them, yeah. and I'll and they'll they'll turn their noses up. You'll right. say what? And I'll think, "Oh, that sounds putrid and awful." Yeah, and. And he's well, he's is, going in there. Yeah, yeah. He's going in there. <laughs> right, you know, right. it's it's not about uh, you know, it's not a second world war romance. It's yeah. not about a right. You know, yeah. It, it, it it's 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 doing ugly things. But and that is almost more more depressing. That that this is actually a commentary on our times. This uh, is uh, where we live. This is where we live. But and and what I wanted to say earlier about Jackie is that, yes. and, and I think for me, where the sympathy for Jackie comes in is that. Um, that she has sort of resigned herself to being a mother and trying to make up for having failed as a mother. 
and her daughter is dead. I mean, yeah. at the point where she decides that she's going to t- kind of take the bait, she's got nothing else to be t- to have integrity for. Jersey is clearly she has a granddaughter. On. She has a granddaughter who she can't because the adoptive parents are taking. Yeah, right. Right. took took the grandchild. Right. Took the grandchild, and yeah, she. But that says everything, I, doesn't it? In the in the moment, that's when you need to be able to be the human being that you can be and you can't necessarily you can make your peace afterwards with the fact that you weren't uh-huh. that's easier than actually day-to-day being in the trenches yeah mm. you know i i'm i struggle with this because yes i do sympathize with her uh need to be an artist failing over years wanting to maintain integrity waiting and waiting waiting and then steve martin calls um however as a reader i saw that moment coming The moment she photographed the dead baby Mm -hmm. with the people in Arizona or whatever it was, Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, this is the meaning of this book. She's going (laughs) to succeed with these photos of dead babies. I did not foresee the death of her daughter Uh and the fact that she was going to photograph her dead daughter with the live baby. That's a nice little twist. But for me – But still, you knew that was not going to turn out good. For me, Mm -hmm. no. For me, I knew that this is where she was going to make her career. That was going to be the triumph at the end of the book was – Jackie being known for these amazing pictures of dead babies or dead, as it turns out, dead people, dead stars. And so it's my, my impression of her is also tainted with that. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's just too much reading. Maybe that's too much cynicism. To me, I mean, there there was something, I mean, in the midst of all this bleakness and, and failure and self-destruction that, um, that chapter where she is showing that first, death picture that she took for the first time to her old friend and another cohort of Helmut Newtons and part of that art world. And he is spellbound and is just staring at it. And she like, and then she gets the call that like, she has another gig. Someone else wants a picture taken of their dead baby. Right. Like that not only is an art person not humoring her, but is actually rendered speechless by her work, but that wait, there's, there's a market. Like, not just that there's a market that people will want to see these pictures, but I, I can keep this rolling. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm I'm performing a service. I'm, like, I'm, I'm helping people. I absolutely saw that, but the, I couldn't separate it from the market. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I do. But you can't. Well, I mean, yes. Yeah. That's, 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 that's the truth, isn't it? You can't. Yeah, well, I, I, even in the Michael Douglas chapters where – I loved oh, the Michael Douglas chapters. Oh, Let's he's, just say he's that. amazing. And I, and I feel like – I mean the voice just I kinda feels love so him now real. after this book. Yeah. And the, the banter between fictional Michael Douglas and, and fictional, fictional Catherine Zeta-Jones. Oh, yeah, <laughs> wonderful. And yeah, and she keeps making kind of sort of dumb jokes. And you She's just, awesome. Yeah, right. But, yeah. But the Kim, so the Kim Kimmel appearance is, is uh-huh. perfect. Uh-huh. Yes. Yes. And when – and he always kind of goes to this place at the end of a paragraph. Now she's a sweet kid. Uh-huh. Like it all, it like that felt like such a Michael it, the, an old fashioned. Yeah, and and the, yeah, his generational difference. Well, he's right, the old right, guard. Right. You know? Yeah, yeah. Well, his dad was the old guard, and all right. the references to his dad and oh, what yeah, dad yeah, yeah, he yeah. was. Right, and how his stroke gave him peace, and how uh, you know, yeah, yeah. and uh, but. Uh, the Michael Douglas stuff, he's on this sort of, you know, spiritual quest too. Mm-hmm. This all that right. jazz. I mean, all that jazz. Sort of with Bob Fosse. Yes. The virile power <laughs> Bob Fosse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and, but he, um, 
it's all jungled up with career. I mean, he's been this enormously successful person, mm -hmm. but is measuring himself against all these other people. I mean, everyone in this book is a rabid, insane careerist. Well, no and doesn't, he reaches at a point, uh -huh. a, a point, I'm sorry, when, so, when someone says to him, well, you have to make it, whether yeah. or not it's, it was his therapist, that right. yeah, yeah, old yeah. woman who is super awesome. Right, right. Um, that it, it becomes sort of detached from his career, that it's for him. Right. Right. And well, whether it, whether it's a good idea or not. Right, well, but I, I feel like, like these characters can't like imagine any kind of fulfillment or spiritual wholeness outside of the context of, of career fulfillment. And right. success. I yeah. mean, yeah. yeah. I yeah. mean, there's like, there's always some kind of, you know, even, I mean, Gwen, Telma's mom is in the cancer business. She's in, mm -hmm. in the cancer survivor business. That's why she's so devastated. Rihanna yeah, imagines fulfillment it's having, having a, a three way with Jay-Z and Kanye West. I'm that, yeah, that's not <laughs> career advancing. <laughs> well, what? it isn't. Well, no? yes. Shoot, I have to call somebody. <laughs> Can you Google that? Uh, not, right. I, have to, uh, I have to make. I have to make a call. Yeah. Oh dear. <laughs> I think I made a big mistake. Oh my goodness. Yes, Puppet Mathers, Jehov, and Iovine. But um. Oh my god. Yeah. So I, I mean, you were going to say something. No, sorry. Well, so to me, I mean, just I mean, despite I will you know agree with the you know excesses and the you know whether intentional or not of of the wordplay and the you know deranged rambling of you know these drug-addled kind of hollow people but the abiding beauty of this book and I feel like Bruce Wagner's wheelhouse this is kind of like what he does is thank god they still say wheelhouse they st yes right <laughs> Sorry, well, Jason, uh -huh. Jason's Cuamata yes. says wheelhouse, which is why I hang out with him. Okay, right? Me and Bud Wiggins, we still we still love that word. That's right. And, and right. Tolkien, but I feel like Carry Tolkien on. was maybe just catering to, to poor Bud. <laughs> he was uh, a great character. Uh, well, oh, now, but Bud Wiggins is amazing, and I, I mean, if you if after this you feel like reading any more Bruce Wagner, I do books, now. Actually, well, not. Because of what you said, that he's Bud Wiggins, I'm like, okay, that I'm interested in. Well, he was in uh, Bruce Wagner's first book was Force Majeure, which is about Br um, uh, Bud Wiggins living with his mom. He's a 35-year-old oh, struggling screenwriter. Let me just interrupt to say yes. that relationship oh, was hilarious. Fantastic, right? Yeah. Oh, my God. When he goes into the hospital and she's like swanning around right yeah oh shit this is the end yeah well and and but i love that uh that you know while most authors when they put themselves in their work you know they'll give themselves some good-natured jabs but they tend to hyperbolize themselves and turn themselves into superheroes but uh bruce wagner he, oh. i mean he's made you know like movies with oliver stone with david cronenberg he like knows a lot of these people that he's talking about he's part of that world um but his analog in these books is a failure, is a cloying failure who is always like falling sh and he one doesn't step work. behind. Yeah. And, uh, at least right. And who doesn't work that hard and, uh, you know, is, is constantly beating himself up and, uh, and that's, and that's kind of beautiful. And he's a 60 year old wannabe. He's a 60 year old wannabe. Yes. Bruce yeah. Wagner. Okay. So yeah. the yes. fact that I didn't like, you know, key into that with uh, B, Bud, Wiggins, Bruce, Wagner, B.W. And there's a U in his first name and the G sure. in the last name. Right. I'm an idiot. Not at all. Not at all. Um, I'm kind well, of maybe, an idiot. but not for that. Oh, yeah. thank you, sweetheart. You're oh, welcome. that's so sweet. She's so kind to me. Oh, but, but about the wheelhouse, like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, just like, 
looking at this world where every kind of fulfillment is jungled up with economic concerns or Mm -hmm. even like beyond the economics, just this vague idea of career, this vague idea of Mm -hmm. success. And in this world where there's this very specific meaning to success here, you wear this watch, you have this car, you live in this neighborhood and um, to stare coldly at a whole culture of striving people and and a culture like this community is defining the fashions taste no matter how we much we dismiss their crassness for the mass of people globally their dream lives who people masturbate to or whatever faces they project on their lovers like or what the body image of the current woman is yeah the like all, like all that the, is one thing i am grateful to the Kardashians for, and I hope it continues, is that regularly shaped women will be like, that's kick-ass. That's awesome. Like, I have I have the ass of a teenage boy. It's kind of flat that I really want a little more back in the back area, in the, in the trunk, junk in the trunk. Uh-huh. And so I envy the Kardashians that. Right. But well, you're but, regular as well. Well, yeah, but no, and you regular. realize there's a whole, there's a world of men who who long for nothing but the rack of, of, uh, of, of a, a lovely Kardashian. woman and yeah. combined well, with the, re- the and hind quarters alone, of a teenage boy. But do, they, do the Kardashians then not fit the, fit the, <laughs> the, the type? They're not, they're not. Um, I don't know. They're not the model of today. Okay. And I like that. And I, I'm just, I don't know. It's it, great, it, but isn't there something inherently pernicious and disturbing about the fact that we're thanking the Kardashians? Yes. And the fact that body for type being for adjusting our cultural is even an, an issue. Yes, yes, and yes. Yes. And, yes. and I feel like that ambiguity, the fact that we feel like we do want to thank people for setting a certain standard, for breaking twe- the standard. Yeah, or for tweaking social programming this way yeah. or that way. Like we, you know, we feel gratitude towards the lofty gods. You know, for you know, for for wearing something that we might be able to afford, because yeah. then, the, oh, yeah. well, I oh, too thank can you. Yeah, the, 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 the um, one of the most radical things you could do would be to go to the Oscars and and not wear something expensive. Right. That would that would get you an incredible amount of. Who are you wearing tonight? The Gap. Yeah. Yeah. Someone wore a dress from Kmart. I can't remember who it was. It was probably about twelve years ago. Chloe Sevigny. Was it? She would. I like Someone her. did, and I can't remember who, but it was it was a utter, utter coup. It was yeah, yeah. The people can't stand it. They can't take it. Drives people take it. crazy. Um, but, but that's the other thing. I mean, we yeah. we talk about this world, this kind of um, LA centric, ambitious world. You can expand that to everybody. Yeah. That kind of the 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 yearning that the people are doing in this book, the right. the the desperate searching, is something that I think we all do in some way. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. And it and it, it in a, in a way where we're thinking about our careers, the things right. that we want to be doing, right. the things. Well, this this isn't one of my, what I want to do, but will it help me right. do this? Right. Well, and that there is something in the human animal. I mean, we have God buttons in our brains, mm-hmm. and these people who have achieved something that we personally define as success whoever they may be, and we're seeing the L.A. world, but there are references to the Helmut Newton, right. you know, world, to, you know, the New York literary world, to 
Toni Morrison and Fran Lebowitz and, you know, and, and Michael Douglas, you know, like shedding a tear for Christopher Hitchens because he, <laughs> yes, a, a fallen demigod. Yes, he too was part of our great circle. And, oh, what a loss. And we are all diminished, us gods, by the loss of, and like the fact that, you know, that, that we, that just as humans, that we, we're, we're looking at some lofty peak and any, anyone who happens to be up there is, um, you know, like kind of determining the language that we dream, dream in and that it ennobles us and maybe drives us to want to be like these figures if we find someone who seems to conform to our dream image oh, of ourselves. Yeah. But at the same time, you know... Um, yeah, there's uh, we we hand over power to them, right? And I think I think actually the the happy ending in this book, if there is one, um, belongs to Telma and Biggie mm. because yes. they have the next opt- generation. They have right. opted out of that dream. Right. Not Telma, not necessarily by choice. Uh-huh. She doesn't know yet that she never had breast cancer. Right. Oh. But right. Oh Jesus, what a great what a like great the question. grand tra- the, like the biggest tragedy beyond Rihanna's death. I know it's the great it's a great the, twist. Tell me that. But she's also losing interest in that whole cancer survivor thing. She's like, "Ah, whatever." And after she French kisses Britney on them. That uh, was really funny. Uh, hilarious. Oh. So, and Biggie admits I only have two or three more in me and he's he's they're changing his medication so he's not so obsessive he's losing his touch and everybody knows that but they found each other right and they like each other just cuz they do yeah and they recognize or she recognizes his weirdness or whatever and it's just kind of out of the game right Right. And but he has that luxury because he lives in a Willy Wonka cave that was built by his father yeah. who patented the idea well, of patenting ideas yeah. or whatever he did. <laughs> right. That's funny. No, true yeah. enough, true enough. But I you know, but I like that as much as, you know, this book sort of deals with class issues or like the, you know, disparities between these different like rungs of the success ladder. You know, I mean the the striving people are like you know, for the most part, like amoral and deranged in their striving. It mm-hmm. doesn't doesn't posit like lofty, you know, like loftiness as a, as a place of corruption necessarily. Michael Douglas, very sweet man, you know, <laughs> and and maybe he has the luxury of being sweet because he was born into a into a movie star family mm-hmm. and and then had cancer, so has the sympathy. Yes, but you know, but also could you know could afford to have like specialists like treat him and you know and and. All uh, of it. Yes, or, you know, but specialists were misdiagnosing him as well. And so, I mean, so Biggie, you know, he might, um, you know, you might say that he has, you know, the luxury to, you know, change his life course or to change the aspirational direction of the next generation. But he's internally so... Yeah, he is, and I, I feel it felt like whenever we went to the Brainerd place that it was uh, that it was a fairy tale place. It reminded mm-hmm. me of the uh, F. Scott Fitzgerald story, "The Diamond as Big as the Rift." Oh yeah, yeah, where, completely. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, where all the you know the sort of the you know symbolic web that Fitzgerald always uses with the shimmering richness, but the sadness behind it yeah. is turned into like flat out fable. Right, and in you know the and and uh, and so it you know the idea that what. Uh, Bertrand Brainerd, uh, Brando and Biggie mm-hmm. Brainerd's dad. He, uh, first he in, invented the, he came up with the idea for the three digits at the back of the credit card <laughs> and everyone has to pay him, you know, every, every time a company like uses one of those mm-hmm. so and funny. that he came up with, uh, yes, he patented the idea of patenting ideas. 
And I don't, I don't know if that, if that's like even like possible in Is that any a thing? legal schematic, but like the way that it could delicately, you know, that there's just this little pocket. As soon as you get to that fairy tale place, mm-hmm. everyone else, however deranged they are, whatever their conspiracy theories are, they're trapped in the physics of a universe we recognize. But mm-hmm. here's this fairy tale place where they have their own. Biggie is like the inverse of Bud Wiggins because, like, here's this. You know, the, his brother just wants to make. He wants to be a producer, right? And and he doesn't have any ideas. Right. He doesn't like any of the things that people are pitching to him. He likes to pitch to people. And the things he pitches are the things that his deranged little brother comes, just spits out on a whim. Yeah. And this kid is an idea machine. Yeah. That is never wrong. Yeah. (laughs) Temporarily. Temporarily. But even at the end there, what is his big, he's essentially by the end, he wants to make a film about his mother dying. Um, Yeah. Or the cave thing. The cave thing. That she's traveling and. And she's trapped or some – there's some sort of – The Antigone story. Yes. Yeah. Betty White. Betty White. Okay. Well, that's – okay. Another thing, Mount Olympus. I <laughs> loved – and, you know, yeah. this uh, uh, Mount Olympus metaphor has come up, but I love that this actual Betty White's house on Mount Olympus. Betty White, who is like the old, old, old guard, mm-hmm. you know, who's – Now was – had she – excuse me while I chew. Had she made her resurgence by the time this book was yeah. written? Yeah, I think so. She just had it. It, it makes a it reference feels, to it. It yeah. feels there were a couple of things which felt like they were just a bit out of date, but largely it oh. was really it felt it, really right. as contemporary as a novel could possibly be. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That was daring to have so many cultural references. Right. 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 And that might say something about me. Yeah. No. 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 I, yeah. I think he's he's pretty he's pretty up to the minute. Um, yeah. But in the uh, but I, I like that that Mount Olympus that all the like Michael Douglas and all these successful characters Lawrence Fishburne they're in this figurative Mount Olympus and we have we have a real Mount Olympus <laughs> that has been hijacked by these monsters. By these, right. uh, by these horrible monsters, filling it up with reality stars, daydream believers. Right, like, because at the last minute, right, the last minute that Betty White's hairdresser's house sitter fell through. Right. Uh, right, yeah. And then Tom Tom, yeah. T2, loved her. Um, she was really intriguing to me. And I'm like I said earlier on, I was disappointed that she right. didn't come to more. Right, right. Um, yes, talk to me. The- the reality TV show convention. Yes. <laughs> uh, uh, well, and that's that, all I just- and that this <laughs> and that this is the apocalypse. Like, like, where do you go from reality TV? I mean, you're seeing like the degradation of of celebrity of show business. And Tom Tom is our is our voice and right. our eyes in that because she can't even get the third cast off from the 17th season of Big Brother because right. it's like oh but, call my agent but so, Big Brother is fairly a list in the reality TV that's what's it? interesting there's a, there's yeah. a pyramid of reality TV and they and she's just descending it yeah. well and yeah. she is a she is a disgraced american idol contestant right because she faked some stressful well, life she, circumstance a paraplegic boyfriend <laughs> 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 right. Who was actually just a girl she knows, paraplegic brother, that they took a picture uh, for sympathy because everyone was pulling the sympathy card that season. Uh-huh. Right. Well, that's what's interesting is um, everybody kind of um, fakes their real story. But right. if you really fake your real story, then you're a disgrace. It's like you have to play the game. Uh-huh. Right. We, everyone accepts the reality TV is false up to a point. But if you try... Yeah, where's and, the line? If, but if you try and really... Um, Go over that line. 
Right. You're in trouble. The yeah. line you is, have can, not, can TMZ pick apart your story? That's right. <laughs> well, right. I mean, can, can we, you know, like that we want you to pe- perform in a role that we've agreed on? And that, well, the other side of that is if, if you do then uh, falsify your story and people sympathize with you, then you still win. You still get to, you still right. get to stay on the show. You know, right. it's, it's all about the, it's the, the court of the pub- public opinion, isn't right. it? Right. right. And, and, every, and people go through this cycle of... Well, sometimes they find out that you falsified your story. Sometimes they do not. But also, um, I mean, who can say the public opinion goes one way, then it goes the other way? You look at someone like Miley Cyrus, where mm-hmm. um, she makes a public appearance, which she gets attacked for. And then there's, there's the defense of Miley Cyrus. And this all happens in a 24-hour cycle where there's, you know, right. you know, which side of the feminists well, and this are. And is rippling we, on we the can't attack Miley, we should attack right. Robin Thicke. No one's talking right. about this guy. And, and it goes in this cycle. Um, whereby and, and in such moments, that's when a career is made or broken. Well, but at and, the same time, that's happening on the surface of actual Miley Cyrus units being moved, which oh, yeah. can happen independently yeah, of being, however Being that's a villain going. in the story is still being in the story. Right, right. Yeah. Pub- and if the, if the units the are moving story. and people are still talking about yeah. you, like how they feel about you is almost irrelevant. Yeah, mm-hmm. and what's going to happen with Telma when her story comes out? Is it like, oh, she took advantage of all right. this fake... Right. Well, but but or, but like you said, I think her like she does have the closest thing to a happy ending with Biggie, and that she's moved into his own where like no one can touch. They live in you know. In, but her in, mom. Right. Yeah. Well, anyway. Yeah. That's a good. Yeah. Right. I liked my observation there, Jason. Thanks I liked for, it as well. Thanks for referring back to it. Well, and it's nice to yeah to have our attention drawn to a happy ending in this morass of what desperation. What do you guys think? So uh, it, there's a, there's this feeling like the t- I had no sympathy for Tom Tom. I will I will just come right on, out and well I I imagined her opposition to you as this cute line cook at this place where I'm working as a host right now, and um, <laughs> seriously when they said Tom Tom I thought oh Danny who's totally adorable and she and and I for some reason I don't know why I thought that well see now you're like Cherokee. And that, you know, like, I know Tom Tom's bad for me, but, you know, there's just something about her. She's so cute. What's Cherokee? Cherokee, Cherokee is the hairdresser. The hairdresser. Oh, duh. Yes. yes exactamente. So, but there's but this, not really. There's this, this, she, she just keeps butting up against this. I, if I put all the right pieces together. Right. Then, then yeah. it's destiny, you know. Oh, it's, and it's, it's so she never even like, gets a toehold. Like no. the first person she tries to get on her on her reality show is a, a, a detestable Z level reality X contestant, and then it only goes downhill from right. there. The, and so the yeah. doc, the, yeah, the doctor from. So I can't tell you why, but maybe. Um. And and by the end, the, the 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 only connection she's able to make are with porn industry people, and they end up shooting porn yeah. in Betty White's house. In Betty White's house, starring Chippy D, starring aka Chippy Montana D. Fishburne, who and I love right. the fact that I mean we're seeing um, we're seeing Lawrence Fishburne cavorting with Michael Douglas mm-hmm. on the lofty peaks of Olympus, the mm-hmm. figurative Olympus, and that but that you know like there's no way Ricky outside of that one golden shot at the audition that he would have a chance to be in the same room with someone like Lawrence Fishburne, but that these veins, these adult syphilitic nerves like connect all these different, you know, Larry like Fishburne's le- levels. daughter on the other mountain. Right. Yeah, yeah. And um, so, yeah, it's a, it's a uh, a pageant, a pageant of degradation and confusion. Do we have uh, closing thoughts pageant on Dead Stars? Of degradation and confusion. And uh, yes, but I, t- but to me, I, you know, the thing is, I don't. Um, 
as as uh, viciously satirical as uh, as a lot of the material in this book is, I don't um, satire in my mind usually is uh, like a pure satire is something uh, shallow because mm-hmm. it has an yeah, agenda. Yeah, I didn't think of this as a satire at all. No, it was looking like very coldly and like despite the horror, I felt with great compassion. At, because Bruce at, Wagner realizes to, to mock reality TV is that's that's not going to make a novel. Right. Because that's what everybody does. It's yeah. like mocking a child for not being tall. Right, right. But to, to, for, to expose, <laughs> but, right, but the internal dialogues yeah. of people And to find yourself sympathizing world. with the, the paparazzi guy who was trying to take pictures of underage girls and, and understanding maybe the impulse. No, in not this. pictures of underage girls, but pictures of the snatches of underage girls. Yeah. Yes. Underage celebrities, right. which right. is the, the the key part of that, right, right, um, and, f- and and to really try and understand that, that um, beyond um, just material gain, which is a huge part of that, yeah, understand somehow why someone would end up doing that, right, right, um, and to realize that everyone like. Whatever choices they're making, they're they're spinning whole religions and spiritual right, quests out of whatever. Because that's what we do. It's easy to say, I'd never do that. Uh-huh. But and he even he is like aspires to a show. He does. He expects just oh, to fuck with his mother. Credibility. That part again as a thing was hilarious. Like he, I, he doesn't he doesn't give a damn about the Gagosian except so far. Is I wanted him to succeed. His What's wrong what? with me? Well, but then. <laughs> I well, because know. you hate Jackie, just because you wanted mm. Jackie to be hurt too, because you're no. suspicious of her. No, no, no. I didn't yes. want her. I, I'm not. I wasn't suspicious. It's just I saw through her, uh-huh. and maybe it's because I'm just exactly like her. Oh. I don't. Right? Oh. I don't know why. Jersey. Sigma. No, I, I sympathize with Jersey, and I wanted. <laughs> I wanted him to have that. Uh-huh. Like this is what people are consuming as fine art. I kind of liked that idea. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my my, you know, upshot on the whole thing is, yeah, great themes, great blah blah blah, but shoot, it was such a chore to read. Yeah, yeah, and you know, maybe all great works of fiction fiction are like, but I don't know. <laughs> well, did you try but reading it out loud in the dark? I read Anna Karenina, uh-huh. and couldn't put it down. Right. There's not enough pussy in Anna Karenina for, for my taste. There's so much pussy, it's just between the lines. Yeah, I, I don't okay, want to work tracks. that hard. Yeah! Oh, snap! <laughs> chugga, 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 chugga. Woo, woo! I just peeked out again, sorry. Dang, that's all right. Um, I like it when you do that. I appreciate everything you guys are saying. Yeah. And it was just, it took me a long time to get through this book. Yeah. That's because it's so fucking big. Right. Okay. Well, the, Cut no, that part but this is, no, <laughs> this is your mom valid. Said. Yes. No, a, a word to uh, the wise out there. If you haven't read Dead Stars, you know, it's uh, it's a challenging read. And, uh, but I, I think it's, it's excesses are like, like experimental excesses. I mean, it, it's just occasionally mm-hmm. in the midst of this immersive empathetic you know like story it takes this very intentional jag into um into experimental fiction okay i just want to say in closing on yes postable things that that rihanna is a is a poster child for the dangers of being on the internet without critical thinking skills that's all Good point. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right on. A I cautionary think, tale. I yes, think it was a cautionary dead tale. Dead stars. A, really, a cautionary tale. A real yeah. big cautionary tale. A huge, long cautionary tale. The whole book yeah. is a cautionary tale of being on the internet without critical thinking and or being in Hollywood uh-huh. without critical thinking, uh-huh. which I think- Or on dis- the casting couch, uh-huh. so to speak. Right. No, no, literally. <laughs> right? 
<laughs> or yeah, um, or to strive. I think to have an idea of success and to strive for it without necessarily taking joy in the thing that you're doing to get there. Losing your own. Uh, uh, what you know in your core to be success, which is not usually what the world defines as success, uh -huh. and losing that in in the as you said morass of all this crap that's being thrown at at us at what it means to be successful. Yes, it's a cautionary tale about wanting stuff. Uh huh. Okay. Ooh, Christy Lovato. This the other quote. On the back of dead stars. Fair Besides, it, I didn't hate it. Is that what you said? I didn't hate this book. Didn't, didn't hate, hate this book. Right on. Mark? If, uh, if Jonathan Franzen mentions the cell phone uh -huh. message uh, text in a novel, he's considered to be a great contemporary novelist. This right. is the, the great contemporary American novel. Yeah. What does that make Bruce Wagner? Oh, um, thank you so much, my dear, dear friends, for joining me in, uh, yeah, in this uh, exploration. Of, uh, of filth and glitter. Exploration. Exploration, if you will. Um, uh, this has been Book Circle Online. I'm so thankful for all of you listening in to, uh, to our lovely little program. We're here by the good graces of uh, Maria Menounos and Kevin Undergaro, um, the mistress and maestro of AfterBuzz TV. This is Book Circle Online. If you dig us, you can dig us on YouTube. You can uh, dig us on the website, bookcircleonline.com. You can How dig us on iTunes. 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 Dig us on iTunes. Tell your friends to dig us on iTunes. Leave comments. Leave stars. Like us. Hate us. Tell us what you want us to be. Maybe we'll be that. Engage us in a dialogue. We want to know you. Um, and uh, until that happens, um, or even in the midst of that happening, we urge you to uh, be bookish, to be circular, to keep reading alive, and uh, to remember us, your dear loving friends who will be slithering through your dreams uh, this evening and for every evening hereafter. I'm Squamata. This is... Christy Lovato. This is... Pat Janowski. This is... Mark Savage. And we are Book Circle Online. Thank you very much, and good night. May all your stars be dead stars. From managing editor Jason Squamata, executive producers Maria Menounos, Phil Svitek, and Kevin Undergaro, we would like to thank you for tuning in to Book Circle Online. For more discussion, go to bookcircleonline.com. And if you have comments, questions, or book title suggestions, write us at info at bookcircleonline.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this is Book Circle Online. BCO, join the circle.